Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box, and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. That'll give you access to our social media, like Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. And all that jazz! Yeah. All right, guys, we're back. It's a Saturday, so it's a little bit early. Well, it's not a Saturday for us. It'll be a Saturday when you guys hear this. Let me rephrase that. Yes. Um, so we're posting a little early today, so you get like a kind of a two for this week, I guess you could say, because we posted Monday mm-hmm. and then Saturday. We're going out of town next week, so we won't be, I won't have an episode for you guys next week. So that's why you're getting a two for this week. What? My dyslexia read that as Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know why. I oh, guess because yeah. the J and the D. I was does. like, we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> no. No. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and dive on into this one. This one is pretty uh, hard to hear, um, especially towards the end. And I'll give you guys a trigger warning before we get there, obviously. Um but if you saw the title, then you know what we're going to talk about. This is about Jennifer Dartry. I can't ever. Da- I want to say da- Daltry, but if that's not how you say it. Darty? Like a daughter? Darty. I Darty. believe that's how you say her last name. We're going to call her Jennifer through this. So it, just don't worry about the last name. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's. I always want to say Daltry, and I know that's not right. Um, but anywho. This case, I had not really heard about. I think I kind of heard about it, uh, but I didn't really know much about it until Mm. I started um, researching it. And then, whoa, it's sad. And um, this has to deal with a woman, Jennifer, who is mentally... We'll we'll talk about what's wrong with her. She's not... um, She doesn't have autism or anything like that, I don't don't believe. But she just has a mental delay. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll get into it. So, Jennifer was born November 8th, 1979. She lived with her mom and her stepfather. I think her mom's name was Denise and her stepfather's name was Bobby. They lived in Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania. Everyone who knew her said that she was loving and kind. Her mom said that she was warm and loving and she made friends really easily. She was also very naive. Jennifer was 30 when this murder occurred. However, because of her mental disability, she had the mental capacity of a 14-year-old. So that just shows you, you know, how the her brain development, the length of time, you know. So when she was 14, she probably had the mental capacity of a toddler. You see what I'm saying? So. Even though she's 30 in this story, keep in mind that this is basically a naive young teenager because that's what her mind is. I mean, she's 14, and if anybody knows a 12, 13, and 14-year-old, they're very naive, and they trust people and, you know, all this other stuff. So, from an early age, though, her mother said that she had always wanted her independence. So, once her mental state started getting on up there in age um she was like i want my own apartment and my own place i couldn't figure out if she actually had her own place i don't think she did but her parents did give her more independence by letting her um 
like ride the bus to her appointments, to her dentist appointments and doctor's appointments. They also would let her go shop for her own things. They took care of her finances, though, because that was one thing they were like, obviously, she's not old enough to take care of her, like mentally, she's not old enough to take care of her bills and stuff like that. So they would take care of that for her. Jennifer had recently told her parents that she made a group of friends. The, the, um, she would usually travel to Greensburg, which was like 10 miles from her house by the bus. And like I said, this is where she would go to her counseling appointments and dentist appointments. She also met this group of friends at the community center. She met a woman named Peggy Miller at the community center and a few other people. And we'll get into those people as well. And on February 2010, she told her parents that she was going to stay the night at a friend's apartment. It was in Greensburg, and her doctor's appointment was the next day. So it was kind of convenient. She was like, I'm just going to go stay the night with this girl named Peggy that Mm -hmm. I met, and we're friends, and then I'll just go to my doctor's appointment the next morning. And her parents were a little hesitant at first. They were like, okay. She left Peggy's contact information. Um... So, you know, that way they could get a hold of her if they needed to. And so, this was in February. I'm not sure of the exact date. It was probably like the 8th or the 9th or something like that. Um, So, then the next morning, she uh, wrote a note on an envelope. And it said, I quote, I hope that you will have a good day at work. And I also love you very much. I will talk to you sometime later, end quote. She also leaves Peggy's um, contact info, like I said, and I think she tells them kind of where the apartment is, like, so just in case, you know, they, they need to find her or whatever. So on February 9th, her stepfather, Bobby, drove her to the bus station. She kissed him on the cheek and said goodbye. She got on the bus, and that would be the last time that anyone would see Jennifer alive. So, the people that are involved in this, there's six different people that are involved in this murder. Really? Yeah. So, I'm going to name off their names, but you'll get more acquainted with them as we go on. There was Robert Loreen Masters Jr., Ricky Smyrnas, I, I don't even know how to say his last name, Melvin Knight, Amber Medinger, and Peggy Miller, and Angela... Marnusi, Mar- I don't know how to say her last name, but those are the people. And I'm guessing they're the people that she was invited to to spend the night with, because you said Peggy. Yeah, Peggy and Ricky. This was their apartment. Uh-huh. Robert was Peggy's girlfriend, boyfriend, and so we'll get into all the other people too. Okay. So these are all the people that were going to be at the apartment that night. However, um. Jennifer didn't really know that because, come to find out later on, Ricky, this all gets a little complicated, so stick with me. Ricky had been texting Jennifer and trying to get her to come spend the night. Ricky also, he was also, like, had a criminal past. He was a convicted felon. He was uh, convicted of sexual assault and um, armed robbery. He also wasn't a really good guy. Like, he had... A shitty upbringing, basically. All these people did. But um, he started doing drugs when he was, like, six years old. Like, wow. heroin and... Oh, yeah. my lord. Uh, 
So <laughs> these aren't like great people that she's hanging out with. But keep in mind, she has the mindset of a 14-year-old, so she doesn't really know all this. So her parents had never met them. No, her parents had never mm-hmm. met them. Um, and I think, that, you know, that was one of the things that her parents said is they wish they would have never given her her independence. Not necessarily given her independence, but let her go on her own, you know, yeah. and they, they were regretted that. Well, I mean, that. she was. I mean, if you think about it, it would be like our parents with you and you're like 30, yeah. But still, like, a mindset that would be hard to mm-hmm. put that aside, seeing a physical form and a mental form. Yeah. You know? And she and, and Jennifer really, really wanted her own independence, so. Now, of course, um, Ricky was not just playing Jennifer, he, and talking to her on the phone and all this. He was also in a relationship with a girl named Angela that we talked about she was 17 only 17 and jennifer actually knew angela they had talked a few times on the phone and i think they also met at the community center it's unclear whether jennifer knew that they were dating or not i'm pretty sure she didn't know that angela and ricky were dating because she thought she was in a relationship with him Hmm. but he's just like basically taking advantage of this was mentally this before Ill. or after she spends the night with them? Before. Before. Okay. So she's so he's basically taking advantage of this mentally ill, you know, person and um or taking not mentally ill. What's the word I'm looking for? Mentally disabled. Disabled, but yeah. <laughs> um Jennifer. Yeah. Taking Jennifer. advantage of Jennifer in general. Yeah, yeah. But still taking advantage of her. Both of them really, because mm-hmm. but fuck Angela and we'll get to that in a little bit um so anyways Angela gets really is really jealous of Jennifer because she actually overhears a conversation that Ricky and Jennifer had on the phone where he talked about how much he loved her and he wanted to marry her so now later on we also find out that the person that had been text so I told you that Ricky had been texting Jennifer and was like hey come over to the apartment you know, tell your parents you're coming to Peggy's, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that was actually Angela that was texting her that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got Ricky's phone and she was texting. So that makes people think that it was like a premeditated, yeah, like maybe not lure, murder, but she was luring her in because she wanted to kick her ass. Like she was pissed off because you're talking to my man, you know. I never get that. Like <laughs> if I find someone cheating like talking. on me. I would never, I would be like, hey, did you know about this? And if they didn't know, I wouldn't be like, well, he's my, I'd be like, okay, well, you want him? Because I don't. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be on the guy's side or the girl's, I'd be like, uh, kicking their ass, not, yeah. not whoever you the were person. dating. Yeah, yeah, the other person I was dating. Um, so basically the plan, like I said, was to lure her there. It's unclear whether it was, I, I think it was just to, kick her ass initially but yeah so when jennifer gets to the bus station ricky is there and he picks her up he also has peggy robert and angela with him they pick up jennifer and then they're sitting there for a little bit and then they're waiting on their other friend amber and melvin um amber is actually pregnant yeah i said pregnant and 
I have to say, it's crazy that all six of the, like all six of these people had a troubled past. I think Melvin and Ricky met in prison. Um, Melvin and his girlfriend that was pregnant, they met at a homeless shelter. So none of these people are in like a super stable situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not saying that everyone lives that everyone that lives like that has you know will commit murder. I'm just saying yeah. that it, it's not a stable situation these people are living in. And it's also crazy to me that. Just like uh, we talked about, like, the Chicago Ripper crew. Like, how do you find six people that are like, yeah, let's do this, you know? Yeah. I don't think initially their plan was necessarily murder. Um, well, their plan initially wasn't even to do anything, I don't guess. I don't really know. I think it was Angela's because so she was the one that was mad. We're like, yeah, let's beat up this girl. We'll get there. Okay. So Jennifer actually knew Amber, the one that was pregnant. She had met her at a doctor's appointment, and she instantly started talking to her, and she instantly told Amber, hey, um, so me and Ricky are, like, together, and we're going to get married, and he loves me, and yada, yada, yada. So, which was crazy, because, um, like, like a little bit later on, Angela finds, I mean, Amber finds out, like, Angela and Ricky are together, and he's like, she's like, what the hell? So, um, you know, whatever. Do they know that she, um... This is, like, a serious love triangle going on, basically, okay? okay? But do they know that she's, like, has this mental thing? That I'm not sure of. I'm not completely sure. There was no information about whether or not they knew. I think Ricky did know that she was, you know mentally a 14 year old or or something like that but Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if everybody else knew but i'm pretty sure i don't know i'm not going to speculate because i don't really know there was another never information said whether they knew or not um so yeah so okay sorry we had to pause um (laughs) So, they eventually make it back to the apartment that Peggy and Rick share. There was kind of like a party going on at this house, and everyone, like, there were six people. I think there was one other person that was there as well. And, um, they left, and then the only the six people plus Jennifer are left when this all starts to happen. Um... I'll go ahead and give you a trigger warning right here, but there's a lot of information, so if you want to skip it, you can, but I don't suggest it because the rest of this is pretty much talking about her murder because this happened for 36 hours. She was there for 36 hours during all this. So all we know is what was told by the six people that were there, keep that in mind, who are all now in prison, so... We don't really know exactly, you know, what happened. I think Angela, like, tells it, like, she's mad because Jennifer tries to, like, get her man. I don't know. I'll explain. Can't. So, apparently, from what these people say, Jennifer tried to get intimate with Ricky and was trying to, like, kiss him or whatever. And Ricky turned her down, turned down her advancements. Mm -hmm. And Angela finds out about this and she gets really mad. So, they start to bully her. First of all, if your boyfriend turns down her advancements, wouldn't you be like, oh, awesome, babe, and leave it at that? And be like, okay, she needs to leave because she tried to, like, 
get you, know, get you and I don't want to be like hey don't you know that we're together and she probably would have been exactly. like oh oh I'm so sorry I didn't know y'all were yeah together. because they did say that she kept asking like during this like during all this that was going on she kept saying like what have I done I haven't done anything wrong I don't know what I've done um, wrong so she she didn't and they know. never were like yeah well you cheated on no. me she never was like yeah you cheated you, no <laughs> no like what so, like I said, Angela gets really mad. So, they just start they start bullying her. They take her purse and they rifle through it. They take her money, her, her um, credit cards, her gift cards. Then they take mouthwash and toothpaste and, like, put it all over her clothes and in her purse. They then start hitting her over the head with soda bottles, like empty soda bottles, the, the plastic ones. And then Melvin Knight starts to get a little bit more physical with her. He grabs her by the shirt and slams her up against the wall and starts choking her. Angela confronts Jennifer about getting physical with Ricky, but Jennifer doesn't understand what's going on, and she keeps saying, I have no, I've done nothing wrong, you know. Like I said, this just makes things worse because Angela's crazy. She and Amber take Jennifer to the bathroom and start beating her in the bathroom. Melvin comes into the bathroom and drags Jennifer into the living room. They get oatmeal and spices and pour them into, like, in like they mix it with water and they start That's pouring it on her head. Really weird. Which wow. starts burning her eyes. They shout at her and yell at her and saying she stinks and all this other stuff. They then force her to take a shower and... Basically, they force her um, to take sleeping pills, I think is what it is. Now, at some point in the night, like some point, or and it's not sleeping pills, what is it? It's, uh, so that's later. They force her to take uh, pills for like bipolar and stuff like that. That's what oh. it is. Yeah. Um, now, at some point that day or night, we're not sure which one, the owner of the apartment comes, and he's actually the original owner. Peggy and Ricky are just living there, I guess. It, it said that this was an apartment, but it kind of looked more like a house, to be honest. So, I think he was, like, the owner of this house, and then he was renting it to them as, quote-unquote, apartments, because there was more than one person living there. Mm -hmm. um, so, anyways, he comes by. During this time, they force Jennifer to go into the attic because they don't want the landlord to see her, yeah, okay. obviously. And they're all outside. So, Ricky and Melvin get into a fight with the landlord. The police get called. However, they don't know that Jennifer's there. They have no reason to go inside because this altercation is happening outside. Mm. So, they don't go inside. But what the coincidence? That's a big coincidence. Yeah, it sucks so bad because this could have been completely avoided if the police would have known. It kind of reminds me of the Junko case, you know. Yeah. Um, so whatever the case, the police de-escalate the situation. Landlord leaves with the police. I guess he gets his shit or whatever that he needs. And then that's that. So Ricky and, Mar and Melvin drag um, Jennifer down the stairs and force her to take her clothes off. They also get a pair of scissors and cut her hair down to where it's like the scalp. Melvin, they tell her because they do this so that way no one will want her now. Is what they tell her. Melvin then takes her to the living room and brutally rapes her. In front of his pregnant girlfriend, might, might, I, might I say. 
Um, they then, after this, they force her to take a shit ton of sleeping pills. Then they all go to bed. So she's passed out, so she can't, like, run away. And she's, take, she's taken a shit ton of sleeping pills. And so they go to bed. The next morning, when they get up, Angela, Ricky, and Melvin leave, and they go to the bank. They tell Peggy and her boyfriend, Robert, hey, don't let her leave. If she starts to leave, like, kick her ass. She's not leaving, blah, 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 blah. This whole ordeal, like I said, lasted 36 hours. And these, like, were the last moments of her life. So, essentially, at this point, Peggy and Robert are holding her hostage. So, even if, like, they say later on that they didn't really have a part in the murder or the torture, they still were holding her hostage for them. And they could have just let her go. (laughs) Or they could have called the police. So, they come back and the torture continues. They make her drink cooking oil urine detergent nail polish they paint her face with nail polish they then tie her up with christmas lights they begin to beat her with vacuum hoses and crutches then angela gets on top of her and starts beating her in the face jennifer at this point tries to fight back she actually knees angela in the stomach so angela gets pissed and this is how manipulative this crazy psychotic bitch is Angela runs to Ricky after she gets kicked in the stomach and she starts going, I'm pregnant and she just killed your baby. Whoa. Dead ass. Straight psychopath. Dead ass. So, whatever the case, Ricky believes her and goes to Jennifer and says, you killed my baby, so now you're going to die. Oh. Yeah. God, you need to, like, get a grip. These people are not very... I don't think these people are all there either. I think all the drugs have just... (laughs) Melted their brain. Now, Angela, oddly enough, which is really strange, Angela actually came from a really good family. Like, a middle-class, normal-ass family. Yeah, it's weird. Like, she didn't have any... Uh, like background like all the rest of these people did so also, I don't understand that I just looked up a picture of her and she looks so sweet and cute and Jennifer? Just, yeah. yeah she's so cute Yeah, and it's just devastating so they beat her with um, a metal towel rack like one of the ones off of the uh, you know like, yeah, like hangs your towel that hangs your towel, yeah. you hang your towels on um, they beat her in the head. They then force her to drink urine and feces, which oh. is mixed with, like, spices and stuff. That's gross. They sh- they tell her to drink it. She won't, and they force, force it down her throat. They then force her to drink bleach and medication mixed together as well. They then hold what Ricky calls a family meeting. He has a lot of those through this while they're making their decisions on what they're going to do with her, but whatever. And they decide that they're going to kill her. Ricky made her write a suicide note. This, all this is so stupid once you figure out what they did with her body. Ricky makes her write a suicide note because he thought that that would be the way that they wouldn't be able to get caught. Even if she does, like, write the suicide note, at this She's point, still been you beaten. are... You have been beaten. Yeah. There's been things it's, done to you. Like I'm not laughing at the, that. I'm laughing at how stupid, stupid they, they are. are. Because, like, Jeez. that's what I was thinking when I was reading about this. And, you know, I was like, well, if even if you were to, like, 
put the body somewhere where it looked like they committed suicide. They wouldn't yeah. beat the shit out of themselves. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. There's not a lot of brain cells working here with these mm-hmm. six, like I said. And also, the parents have their address. They have one of the person's name. Name and like number. They know where this... You're yeah. going to get caught. The best thing you could have done was... I guess they didn't know that. Not have done in the first place. Or at least try to convince her, like, hey, like, don't tell your family. And, like, let her go or something. Or so yeah. So you got mugged. They're just stupid at well, this point. I think at one point, Peggy suggested that or something like that like we yeah. should just let her go and then i don't know i think angela was like no we're not letting this of bitch course go. they take her into the bathroom they after they do all this and they decide that they're gonna kill her they turn off all the lights melvin then ricky hands melvin a knife from the kitchen and he says go in there and kill her so he comes into the bathroom where she's kneeled down all the lights are off. She doesn't know what's going on. And he starts stabbing her repeatedly in the back, the side, the neck. He then slits her throat. But this did not kill her immediately. She's on the floor gasping for air. And then he goes back to the group and he says, this bitch still won't die. So Ricky goes in and slits both of her wrists. And he's still pissed off because she won't die like he's like she's not dying you know she's bleeding to death slowly but I she's not dying understand. so they're going to make it look like a suicide but then he's gonna stab her everywhere wow yeah you're really stupid at this point they're pissed off angela says just somebody go in there and kill this dumb bitch so they take Chris- christmas lights that they had around her and they begin to choke her with them until she dies. So on February 11th, 2010, Jennifer's body was discovered stuffed in a garbage can in the school parking lot. Yeah. Wow. That's what they did with her body. They stuffed it in a garbage can in the school parking lot thinking... That the police will think, oh yeah, yeah, this is suicide. Well, actually... I can go a little bit deeper in that. It wasn't just, like, in, in a school parking lot. It was shoved, like, under somebody's truck. Like, rolled up under somebody's truck. Like, nobody was going to be like, oh, let me just run this the fuck over. Like, I don't what? get it. Like, like I said, the brain cells in this group were just not working no, very well. they had none. But, I mean, it's a good thing because... It's, I mean, it, it's a good thing they were caught. so stupid because they might not have gotten caught, you know. Yeah. And, for, and we know how that goes... You know, if, if they covered up their tracks really well, they may have never gotten caught. They could have thought she ran away, got abducted, whatever. Um, so, they did try to clean up some of the forensic evidence back at the apartment. Like, they were using bleach and stuff like that to clean up the blood, but whatever. Around the time that they found the body, they started to do an autopsy, and the police got calls... They, they started all this pretty quick, like, same day. Like, they got the body. They started doing the autopsy. They got her back there. They noticed all the things that were wrong with her body, obviously. And then they started getting calls where people were saying that they heard disturbing noises coming from this apartment last night. Why the people didn't call that night? Yeah, literally could have called 911. Whatever. Had to figure it out. <laughs> Which was Ricky and Peggy's apartment. So... Um, 
her family at this time is they're wondering like where she is but they don't know anything so they call the apartment where jennifer was supposed to be and peggy says that she doesn't know where she is and she's not here it hangs up the phone ricky and angela get picked up by the police at this time because of the whole apartment situation and they know that that's ricky's apartment so the police go pick them up just to question them and see what's going on yeah um and then Ricky calls Peggy and tells her, like, get out of the house. The police have us. They're coming for you guys. Leave. So this all happens pretty quickly. This is in the same day that they're, like, on top of this shit, which is great. That's awesome. The police did a good job for once. They what? did. <laughs> they did in this one. Um, so they all get taken into custody. And unlike most people where if it's going to be an you know some people stick with their story Story. i don't know where she is blah 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 we don't know she was here but she's gone bad that um they all start ratting on each other of course of course i figured they would do that they all start ratting on each other and this is so like similar to the jimco case like they ratted on each other as well yeah but they were ratting on each other for nothing because they didn't get offered anything like, they were just in the interrogation room, and they were like, well, I don't know who did, well, yeah, she's dead, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Like, basically, that's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, who the hell did I was did just a witness, it? but they killed him. Yeah. They killed her. They killed her. <laughs> yeah. So, but they weren't offered anything, so that's how wow. stupid they are. They're very stupid. Um, but thank God <laughs> for that, because otherwise, like I said, they might have never found her. Or they found out who did it. So, they get arrested. We'll just skip forward to the trial because that's, you know, pretty much the next thing. Um, Everything moves kind of quickly. So, they go to trial. All have individual trials. Amber, um, I'm sorry, Angela was found guilty of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Melvin and Ricky... They were sentenced to death. Amber, the pregnant one, she pled guilty and she was sentenced to 40 to 80 years. She also had her baby in prison. And she actually was one of the ones that came out with the story. She said that she gave like a... It was was almost like giving a plea deal, but she didn't get a deal. But she said that she just needed to get out, get it off her chest what happened. Like, she wanted to tell the story because she, somebody needed to know. She felt guilty, I guess is what you could say. Yeah. But whatever. You're in prison. So, for probably the rest of your life. Um, Robert pled guilty, and he was sentenced to 30 to 70 years. Peggy pled guilty, and she was sentenced to 35 to 74 years in prison. So, yeah. Angela... I think she was trying to plead insanity at one point, but that didn't work. Um, she's in prison for life, though. And like I said, Ricky and Melvin are still waiting on death row. So, yeah. That is the story of Jennifer Darty. Dart, dart, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm so sorry, no. Jennifer. Um, That's just sad. But yeah, it's a sad story. And. It always baffles me. Do you know what happened me. to the parents? Like, what did the parents say or do? Or weren't they not mentioned? 
I mean, yeah, they, they were just devastated that one of the things they said, like I said, was that they wished they would have never given her independence, basically. Like, yeah. you know, they wish they would have just waited, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I don't know. That's just, a, that's a tough one, man. But. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. I mean, even as, even as adults, I mean, there's only so much. I mean, me, either one of us could get murdered tomorrow. I mean, it's not anybody's fault that there's psychopath crazy people out there. So, I I just don't, I hope that her parents don't feel any sort of, like, guilt or anything like that. Um, Yeah. Because... You know, if, even if she, even if they wouldn't have given her her independence, she might have rebelled and like ran away or something yeah, like that. Anyway. You know, yeah. Especially since she had the mindset of a fourteen year old. That sounds like something a fourteen year old do. Why well, am I gonna run away? You won't let me go to my boyfriend's house or something. Although yeah. they didn't know that she was going there to her quote unquote boyfriend's house. That too. Um, they didn't know that. Did they even know that she was in a relationship? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, he was basically playing her. I mean, they were in a relationship, but not, like, really in a relationship. And these were all adults, like 30-year-olds? I mean, no, they were all in their 20s. Um, But still. I I didn't get their actual ages. But Angela was 17, though. Mm, She was underage. And he was older. Um. But yeah, it's just I can't believe she did all this just just because she was pissed off because you were trying to steal my man. That's basically what this was about. This was a love triangle gone wrong. She literally could have just like beat her up and then been like, "Hey, get out of here, you bitch," and then yeah. left. But or no. just been like, "Hey, get out of my house," or "Hey, exactly. get out of this, go home." You know, you were on my man. Blah blah blah. Um, no, she didn't. But no, she didn't. She went as so far as to kill her, torture her, and kill her, which is so sad. Also, the fact that Jennifer probably thought her last moments were, my family's going to think that I committed suicide, because that's what she's thinking, because they're making her write this note. And she's too naive to think, well, my body looks like this. They're going to know I was murdered. You know, like we would be thinking that, but she wouldn't. So she's basically a... A teenager that was trapped in a 30-year-old's body that was being tortured and beaten. Yeah. It's fucked up. And I hope that they burn in hell. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate cases like that, too. Like, where it's somebody that has, like, a mental disability or, or their naive naivety. Like, you know, and kids yeah. and stuff like that. Like, those Especially. are the worst. Yeah. Um, because... Yeah, it's just something about being so naive. It's like, you know when you watch a horror movie and the dog dies and you're like, the dog, and you get pissed off? Yeah. You don't care about the other people. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, the other people are dying, whatever. Don't touch or the even dog. If it's a, or even if it's a horror movie and, like, they kill a kid and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, it's Kill the just, adults. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's just the lines that you just don't cross yeah like i mean don't we're not saying like oh it's okay to kill people no no but just like it's a line that you're like really why would you do there's that? some uh there's a podcast i can't think of what it's called right now there's a podcast that i listen to where 
one of the hosts is like, oh, they killed the dog? Like, they're yeah. more <laughs> like the dog is. That would be me. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would, why would you do that? <laughs> or but, every time they kill the cat, the serial killers, they always do. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> why do you get to kill the cats? What do the cats ever do to you? Um, but yeah. So anyways, that is the story of Jennifer. Um, but we will end it right here, I guess you could say. Because we don't have any more information for you guys. <laughs> so hopefully you guys um, found this podcast informative i won't say that you enjoyed it because with murders i don't ever say i hope you enjoyed it because nobody enjoys that but i hope you found it informative um you know pay attention to your surroundings especially if six people can come together and decide to do something like this to somebody same thing with the junko case and how many guys was it there oh god i don't know five well actually it was more than that because it was a whole gang of people that were coming in and out yeah and it was Um, uh about God, I can't remember how many men, like a hundred or something, that like of the gangsters that yeah. went and raped her. So just stay alert, and um, you know we always say pay attention to your surroundings. That's the biggest thing. But go ahead and comment, subscribe, like, follow, all that stuff. Don't forget you can go to Spotify now, and if you're following us on Spotify, you can rate us. Also rate us on Apple iTunes. When you rate us, it helps us out. So we very much appreciate it. And yeah, we will see you guys, um, not next week, but the next. So we're taking a break next week, going on vacation, but we'll see you guys the next week. Whatever. I don't know, dates. (laughs) So anyways, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.